This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Holy cow, we've made it 90. I was looking at my uh, marketing plan and was sharing um, in a strategy call with a client uh, about how to create a marketing plan for podcasting and saw that I was 10 episodes away from 100. Amazing. Uh, If you're thinking about starting a podcast, just start. So here's what we're talking about today. I am recording this live on Facebook, so I'll not be interacting with my Facebook audience, but this is important and it might be brief. We'll see. We know that I'm not one for brevity. So episode number 90, managing difficult emotions like a champ. How many of you are experiencing difficult emotions right now? I know I am. So this came from, so first of all, thank you. Let me just tell you what it is like to have high level support. If you do not have that as a goal, I want you to get it as a goal. Um, my, my marketing director, Stacy, I had shared a Voxer in my mastermind group with my mastermind sisters. And um, I was, you know, put up a post today about what should I do the podcast on? I've done two, you know, that kind of had to do with COVID-19 and uh, managing leadership, your self-leadership in different times. And um, I, I really didn't want to be so downer. <laughs> I wanted to be helpful in another way. And she was like... Um, she was the one who put this idea in. So let me tell you kind of what happened. I have a colleague, actually, it was talking with my mastermind sisters. We had our mastermind call. I'm in a high-level mastermind with um, Tara Newman of the Bold Leadership Revolution. I've been working with her for two years. This mastermind is um, really exciting, and it prompted me to start my own. I see one of my mastermind members, uh, my clients, that we are starting next week. And so we... Um, we communicate on a Voxer. We do not have a Facebook thread. We have Voxer. And so we have a couple different channels in Voxer. We have a water cooler channel for like just chit chat stuff, like a water cooler at the office. We have a support channel specifically for asking for help from our mastermind people. And we have a wins channel celebrating wins. And this last week on the call, everybody is dealing with the life and business adjustments of this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, I feel like is the proper thing to say. And a lot of us were feeling the tension and the frustration. And so we, I jokingly, but kind of seriously, I was like, we need a fuck it channel. Like just a healthy place to not be negative, to not be down, but to like 
get some shit off our chest. How many of you have some shit you need to get off your chest, but you're afraid to be negative? And so I will not say her name, but one of my sweet mastermind sisters, her first thing out of her mouth on the Fuck It channel was, I'm really hesitant to use this channel because I don't want to be negative. And I really, really focus on being positive. What a human, especially in the coaching and positivity mindset and spiritual world, a common thought. And so I responded with compassion and some threw down some serious wisdom that I want to share with y'all today. And when it was done, I was like, longest boxer ever. And Stacy was like, Allison, longest boxer ever is the topic of your podcast this week. I think it would be really helpful. And she's right. So I'm not repeating that podcast exactly. Um, I, I wrote down a couple of notes to bring to you today. So first of all, how to feel hard things. <sighs> Well, that's not first. First is this idea that there are negative emotions and positive emotions. And in the positivity culture, in coaching culture, in spiritual culture, there is a high amount of bypassing. And I am all for looking up. I am one of the most optimistic people I know. Um, I am a solution-based human being. And um, for many years, I was a positivity junkie, and positivity was how I handled everything difficult, and it did damage to me. So um, it literally shut my body down, holding all that in, and I went through, if you've been following me for a while, especially visually, you'll remember my painting years. Um, painting and process painting allowed me and taught me how to feel difficult emotions. And so the first thing I want to talk about is this concept of negative emotions versus positive emotions. And in my life, there are no negative emotions. I do not, I, it is like a chalkboard when somebody says that phrase, negative emotions. Um, I believe that there are useful emotions and most of them are useful. And then I believe that there is a way to roll into indulging in emotions that is not useful. So um, I just have so much heart. Today I have heart. The other day I was pissed off about it. Um, I've been really irritated. It's It's been a challenge for me to see people facing a legitimate difficulty bypassing. So I think we can be positive and hopeful without denying the reality of what's going on. Um, someone said to me the other night, faith over fear and that fear was more dangerous than the virus and this person is 78 and was planning to go to the fucking grocery store and faith without works is dead 
if you want to get all bible about it. Um, so if we have positivity and faith without being useful, it's just yammer. And this may, I'm, you know, I'm nervous about sharing this because I was somebody in the past. It was like, I, I fired y'all. I fired a coach once because she wanted to talk to me about the role of ego. And I was like, I only focus on what I want to expand. I only focus on the positive. I don't, I don't work from that framework. And I literally fired this coach. I actually, about six months ago, I sent her a video message and was like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And that was my nervous system, my psychology's need to not feel anything difficult. And here I am, a master professional in human behavior. And for years, I was ignoring difficulty. And here's what's interesting. Ignoring difficulty made life difficult. Write that down. Ignoring difficulty makes life difficult. Avoiding hard things makes life hard. And so... um that's the first concept, negative emotions versus positive emotions. There's no such thing as negative emotions. There's only negative ways that we handle emotions. And in my humble, but very educated, experienced, and wise on this, <laughs> and I can be backed up by gazillions of professionals with all sorts of experience and letters after their names, bypassing, even if you're positive, bullshitting yourself is harmful to your body. Okay, so here's the next phase. Okay, Allison, so how do I feel anger or fear? This is another one a lot of people have been saying recently, like, no fear, no fear. Okay. I Five years ago, I would have said the same thing, and so I'm kicking my own ass, but here's the thing. There is a certain level, There's a, first of all, there's a difference between fear and panic, right? Um, there's a difference between fear and panic. And most of us, honestly, this is, this is a really kind of a humbling, this is not meant to shame anybody, but this is the truth. Most of us live such a luxurious and privileged life. We do not know or have not until now lived in a circumstance where our fear is useful, right? And so up until now, our fear is only about things in our imagination. And so we have lived a privileged life that I, I will say right now, if you are a minority um, or marginalized person in any way, <laughs> You actually are very aware and like, yeah, Allison, we've been dealing with this for a long time, uh, the level of uncertainty. And so most, um, most white upper class high up, uh, people are now living where we are having to pay attention in a wise way to fear. And so again, that is not meant to shame. It's just a different perspective. So one of the things we've seen is like, we are all one. This virus does not discriminate in any way. It can happen to any of us. And so um, when we, I lost my train of thought, of course, um, negative emotions, positive emotions, useful, not useful, useful, 
Positivity bypassing. Oh, how do we feel difficult things? Okay. So the reality is I, I just want to shout out, um, my friend Brenda Terry. Brenda Terry, um, is a colleague and girlfriend of mine. She does the Mind Revolution podcast. I met her last summer. I adore her. Talk once a month with her. Um, she is an NLP practitioner and she has such a great podcast this week that's already out about, um, I just think she has such a healthy view of NLP and normally in neuro NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming, it can be a very positivity bypass thing, but she's got such a human um, response. So number one, we are influenced by what's going on around us and we are at effect. We are, so there's being a cause, which is where you're the creator and being an effect where we're the responder. And most of us have the privilege most of my audience, I'm not saying most of humanity, but a lot of my audience and a lot of humanity gets to live as a creator, not as a responder. Um, in our minds, no matter what our SES or what our race is, there may be ways we can deal with that, but I can't not acknowledge that. So she talked about like right now with all the things going on, there is a lot more effect pressing in on our nervous systems, on our brains. These are not the words she used. Um, but I, I want to bring that to the table. And so I have seen, you know, the mastermind that I'm in with these other 12 women, some of the most powerful, wise, loving, positive people I've met. And we're all at various moments having little mini breakdowns. We are all overwhelmed at times. We're all confident at times. We're all terrified at times. We're all pissed at times. We're all um, readjusting to life at home to, you know, most of my colleagues are younger than I am and they have kids at home and figuring out the homeschool thing. And it is a lot for your nervous system. And so one of the things that, you know, this, the primary topic of this podcast is about how to feel hard things. And I want to make a distinction between the way we normally talk about emotions and feelings. And so something I do in my membership group with my clients, and I'm not hardcore about this, but in general... We talk about emotion. So if somebody says, I'm feeling sad, we really check in and see, are you feeling sad or thinking sad? Um, the other night, I got in a fight with my dad. I was thinking anger. And my thoughts were anger and my body was feeling it. And so I want to make the distinction between thinking and emotions. So thoughts actually cause emotions. And most of us, so thoughts are the sentences in your mind. Emotions are the sensations in your body. And so we talk about emotional processing. That's the technical term, but I like to play with words. And so I use this phrase, sensation processing. And one of the reasons that so many people avoid, quote, negative emotions and they cover it up with positivity is because they don't know how to process 
emotions, which means process sensations. And so because they don't know how to, they will get in a head spin of negativity, right? So they get in a head spin of negative thinking, not negative emotions, but they get in a head spin where their, their brain is literally creating neuropathways that are not useful, right? So it's your thinking that's not useful. What's amazing, um, and I'll use the example of, sorry, mom and dad, but this is what I do. So got in a tiff with my dad the other night and um, I lost my control. I yelled at him. Um, he told me I was being bossy. I was being bossy. I was absolutely being bossy. I'm concerned. I do have fear. I do have a fear. I have a fear that my dad will go to the grocery store and bring it back and kill both my mother and dad with this disease. I realize that's very extreme. I realize that I don't have to believe that thought, but it is one of my concerns. And so when I got mad at him, um, and one of the reasons I got mad at him was faith over fear. And I was like, well, okay, faith, but then also don't go to the grocery store. And I got furious and I said, I said, I'm bossy because I care about you. And then I said, I'm hanging up now and I hung up on him. So not totally mature, but as I sat there and I felt angry, what I actually was doing was thinking angry. And so in thinking angry, when I recognize, oh, I'm thinking angry, what does anger feel like in my body? This is the next step that nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody because I have lots of friends who are actually experts in this, but take it to the next place. When you recognize these thoughts, then we can go, what does sadness feel like in my body? What does fear feel like in my body? And the reason this is useful, so, well, I'll get to the reason it's useful in a minute. So I went to that place. What does anger feel like in my body? And so first thing I did was get out of the thoughts. I got out of my reasoning for being mad, the sentences in my mind about being mad, and I actually felt the anger in my body. And it felt like a clenched jaw. It felt like tight muscles in my neck. It felt like tightness in the middle of my chest. It felt light breathing. And as I lay there on my bed, noticing the feelings, literally the sensations of anger in my body, it began to dissipate. And the thoughts that were causing it began to soften and come back into clarity and center. And so the next day, when I felt very weepy and sad, Right, So I was thinking sad, thinking weepy. And if I stay in, you know, most of us say, oh, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling weepy, which y'all, it's legitimate. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel weepy. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel fear. And let's keep going with it. What happens is like this, can you imagine something you buy and it goes on a conveyor belt? It's only going through part of the process. That's why it's so uncomfortable. And so I, I was like, okay, what is the sensations of that sadness? And it was, I could fear, feel the moisture in my eyes. I could feel the moisture in my nasal passages. That's what sadness felt like in my body, the knot in my throat. What are the sensations? 
right? So I just want to share this idea when you're feeling, you know, your, your regular brain will say, I'm feeling XYZ emotion. I want you to consider the possibility that you're thinking the emotion and what do the sensations feel like? I had a client um, who has actually um, just launched her first um, group program this last week uh, for instructional designers. And let me decline that. And um, she said, I, you know, I have a fear. I got, I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of clients and I'm feeling the fear from getting those clients. And she, as she was describing it to me, what I recognized in her description of the sensation was, also, her brain told her it was fear, but fear and excitement often have the exact same sensation. So sometimes if we don't really check in and we aren't curious about the body manifestation of the thoughts, then we're like, oh, I'm afraid. And I said, are you really afraid or perhaps you're excited? Because excitement and fear have the same sensation. She was like, I never heard of that. And a couple of other members chimed in and was like, yeah, that's right. They feel totally the same. And so I just want to introduce this idea to you that managing difficult emotions, I know you all know some of the outer work tools like journaling and exercising and drinking lots of water. I'm all for all those things. And I'd like to introduce the idea of you thinking about emotions and your brain and your body. So, right? Mind, body, soul, all together, this triad, right? Mind, body, spirit. And I love emotions. I love them. And sometimes they are useful, and they're usually useful when we can slow down and move them through our body. And so what happens after, you know, I'm present to these emotions, and I I am present to the sensations, I'm able to go back into the thoughts, and instead of ruminate, or spin in thoughts that are not useful, I am then able to tap in to a creative space. And creativity is where our problems are solved, not positivity. Creativity is where our problems are solved, not positivity. And creativity requires just enough stress and release to begin creating, right? So we can't do it in complete tension and we can't do it in complete um, relaxation is not the word. So we have overactivated and underactivated, right? And so we need just enough, enough co cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is like paradox in thought. And so allowing ourselves to experience the range of difficult emotions and positive emotions in completion actually brings us to a place that fuels creativity. I know today I'm feeling amazing. Part of it is because I have been in a constipation of thoughts and emotions, and I took some time to really process those. And so today, I feel clear-minded. I feel op genuinely optimistic. I feel resilient. No circumstances have changed. The, the circumstances, well, actually, the circumstances have technically gotten more intense, but I feel 
clear, creative. Um, I feel balanced. I feel possibility. I feel helpful because of allowing myself to feel those feelings. So we go back to, um, we'll end this up where I started off the Voxer message, the Voxer channel. Um, my girlfriend is processing through. She's like, never considered that having a fuck it channel to, um, to get things out of her head and her body and her mind would be helpful. And so I had, I had shared these concepts with her and I know she's working with it. And so, yes, part of it is being able to vent. I feel like venting is slightly different than complaining and complaining as a verb is different than a complainer. You can complain or have a complaint or vent without being a complainer, right? One is a verb and one is an adjective. And what if usefully processing things both in your mind, in your body, sensation, were actually the most helpful thing you could do rather than stuffing it down. Please don't be a stuffer. A stuffer looks really good on the outside, but underneath it's crumbling and it's, um, it's, 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 it's hurtful. That's when it's negative. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, again, this is not from a place of shame, blame, or guilt. This is just a, a place of self-awareness of coming to when I have given power outside of myself. So I used to give power to positivity. <laughs> I used to give power to prayer. Prayer is tool. Positivity is a tool. But I am the ruler of my body. I am the ruler of my mind. I am the ruler of my emotions. And I am a loving and compassionate and curious queen of my emotions. And there is no negative emotion. And when I am compassionate and curious and am present with myself, miracles happen. And that is my desire for you. So thank you for spending time with me today on the podcast. And for those of you who are viewing on Facebook, the live recording, I appreciate your presence as I share this message. Um, I want to let you know that at this time, my coaching membership is actually open. Um, we are really supporting each other during this time. We're supporting each other in life and in business and emotion. Um, it's not necessarily business as usual because there is no usual right now. And um, I, I don't believe in shutting down business. I mean, it's certainly awkward to be selling right now, but I know that I am selling something that can be really supportive, that is economically feasible for many people. Um, you know, a, a lot of my my clientele generally spends, you know, ten to $20,000 a year on coaching, and this program is $222 a month. And so if you're interested in having that support, there's also no long term. So if something changes for you economically, you can shift. But I know that right now, my six um, soulful success coaching members are rallying around one another. They are supporting each other in life, in business. I am supporting them. It's a very relational program. It's not an information-based program. It's a, a community-based program and a coaching-based program. 
And so the doors of that are open. Um, I'm not doing a Las Vegas style launch. I'm just quietly keeping the doors open and raising a flag every now and then saying, if you need a place to be in life and business and need your support team, I know that I am not navigating these things by myself. I am navigating with the strength of my husband um, and my sister and my brother and my coach and my mastermind group and the community of leaders that I am in. And I am using all the resources that I have to manage this difficult time in our lives. And I know that weebles wobble and they don't fall down. And today I'm standing up straight and invite you to come and spend some time with me. You can find out more about that at soulfulsuccess.info. And I spell soulful with two L's, soulfulsuccess.info. Thanks, and I'll see you next week on the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.